This is a Capricorn FM podcast. So a few weeks ago, if you remember, we had a chat uh, to social media legal consultant by the name of Leraton Twampe about the introduction of the Poppy Act and what it would mean for our social media usage. And today we're going to be getting it in a little bit deeper uh, to look at what the Poppy Act actually means for your business, especially when you use your cell phone to conduct uh, your business and also create content. Okay, content rather. So Mark Hank uh, is an information attorney who specializes in ICT law, data, data protection. Uh, protection and he joins us on the line to explore this issue a little bit further mark hi mark yeah how are you i'm fine thank you and you we are good thank you so mark how does the protection of personal information uh, or also known as the poppy act apply to tech businesses uh, specifically the uh the, the position is this let's just look at the the purpose of of, of Poppy. So Poppy is a it's there to it's designed to protect personal information, and the harm that happens with personal information. You spoke to Mason Mahiri. I don't know whether it was last week, but recently mm-hmm. we spoke about cyber criminals and impersonation, etc. Now, obviously, the more personal information you have, the easier it is to impersonate somebody. So if you know. Um, who I am, where I live, what car I drive, etc. It becomes very easy to impersonate me when I'm not there in person, yeah. okay? Because you you've got all of that history. So that's the the the, the 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 rationale behind the act is to protect people from their information being abused in that way. So although there is no difference in how the law applies to tech companies, they have a very real responsibility because. Um, as, as we know, our information, whether it's written or, or otherwise, typically our information is digital. And immediately it's digital. If somebody can get into that digital network and use that information, they can abuse it. Mm. So the tech companies, whether they are uh, Amazon with these huge storage facilities, they must make sure that those are very secure so that somebody cannot get in and get that information and use it. But it also goes to the other side of the smaller tech companies, right at the other extreme, the mom and pop shops that are helping small businesses with their uh, with their tech. Typically, those small businesses, a lot of people don't understand the technology and they rely on those small uh, supply uh, teams that come from, uh, from the, those small tech companies to put in the right uh, security for them, to explain to them how they've got to deal with things, etc. And I think that that's, that's a very, very important role that we'll see tech companies having to deal with in South Africa in the next little while. Yeah. So it's very important that tech companies actually do understand the act and are able to uh, help the, the, the data subjects generally and their clients more specifically. Yeah. Right. Mark, small business owners often rely on their contacts to promote their products and services. Does this mean now they need consent before advertising to some of the people in their contact list? No, um, it, it doesn't necessarily. Let me just explain that to you. Okay. So the first thing is just let's go back a little bit. Um, when we were drafting this act many years ago, I was on the South African Law Reform Commission, the requirement to deal with direct marketing came at quite a late stage. Um, so we'd done most of the act and then we were asked to deal with direct marketing. But we were also told at the time that there was going to be an act which was more, um, that covered and traversed more uh, of what we deal with in direct marketing. 
so they, we were asked just to deal with direct marketing in the sense of SMSs, faxes, um, emails, uh, and obviously those type of electronic communications. So the first thing is, remember direct marketing is direct marketing. It's directed to me as the data subject. So if this is as you guys do, if you're broadcasting, advertising, etc., that's a broadcast. It doesn't go directly necessarily to that person. Yeah. Uh, it might reach that person, but it might not go. To, that's not a direct communication to that person. So that's the first thing, is that it has to be direct. The second thing is that you are entitled to market to your customers. So if you have existing customers, there is no reason that you can't use email and other mechanisms to market to those customers as long as you allow those customers the opportunity to opt out or quite often we will see on messages unsubscribe. If you do that, uh, that's fine. Where they are not your customers, where you're cold calling as they call it, new customers, then you need their consent. So that first communication to get their consent is very important because if you don't get their consent in that first communication, then the second communication becomes unlawful, okay, because they're not your customers, you don't have consent, mm. and now you're marketing to them. There's also a ground called legitimate interest, but that's quite complex and it's probably beyond the scope of our discussion today to go into legitimate interest, but very simply legitimate interest is that if you're relying on it, you must do an assessment and balance the rights of the data subject, particularly their privacy rights, against the legitimate interest that you might have in marketing them. Is there a purpose? Is it necessary? And is there a balance between those uh, elements? So um, that's, those are the, the basics around direct marketing and what you've got to look out for. All right. Mark, before we let you go, um, look, I, I have this concern, right? Um, if, and I'm not sure if I fully comprehend um, entirely what the Poppy Act in, entails. But um, let's talk about telemarketing. You know, uh, that's data mining mm. of some sort where my personal information might be received from a third party client or whatever the case may be and then be sold to another company to call me to sell me a product which they believe I would suit that product after their algorithm runs the numbers or whatever the case may be. How is that going to be handled going forward? Okay, so there, there are a couple of elements to that uh, that, that we've got to look at. The, the first thing that I must stress is that telemarketing is not hit by Poppy. As I said, we were asked at a late stage and we were only asked to deal with the, those direct marketing where there's no human interface. So immediately there's a telemarketing situation, there is a human interface and the person can say no and they can ask questions, etc. So telemarketing is not hit by Poppy. That does not mean to say that the mechanisms used to, 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 to mine that data, as you correctly pointed out, are that those processes are okay because there are provisions uh, in the Act that, that talk about automatic information matching, uh, that talk about uh, profiling of people, etc. Mm. And in those instances, uh, you have to be very careful and you obviously need to ensure that you comply with the right authorizations to be able to do that. Those authorizations might be provided by the regulator, but they might also be provided by law. So there are instances, and obviously we, in direct marketing 
is not going to apply. But there are instances where that matching of information would be quite legitimate. So let me give you an example of that. Let's say, for instance, that you've uh, bought a second-hand car from me, um, and that that transaction is really off the record, etc. Now it is established that that particular model model of vehicle had a defect in it, and the, uh, the the manufacturers want to recall that vehicle uh, because of the safety concerns that they are around that. The manufacturers don't have your information, so they might need to go into a process of establishing and doing the mining necessary to establish that you actually bought that vehicle from me. Uh, Even though you bought the vehicle from me, you might have unsold it, or alternatively, I might not have any contact information for you. But using your ID number and your name, they might be able to look at other databases and establish the that's his, that's his uh, um, uh, telephone number or his email address. We can contact him. So that would be, be legitimate. Uh, but you're quite right that this is a, an area, it's a, it's a minefield. And uh, at this stage, as the applications and the algorithms relating to the processing of information evolve, we've got to be very careful that we're processing this on the basis that the data subject actually knows or that it is legitimate, uh, it is for a legitimate purpose. All right, I think that is loud and clear. Mark, uh, thank you so much for taking your time and talking to us. We're looking forward to talking to you again in the future. Um, have a lovely remainder of your afternoon, okay? That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.